Welcome to Take Your Stand, the podcast of Here I Stand Ministries. I'm your host, Luke Seibert. Let's explore more of what it means to live out the gospel by clinging to the Word and to one another. We've all heard that there's no such thing as a stupid question. But sometimes there's some questions that seem so simple we don't even ask them. Um, it's not that they're not important per se, but just they just seem so basic we assume we know the answer. But maybe we haven't stopped to really consider them. Uh, here's an example. Why do we sing? Or more specifically, why should we sing? Why does God want his people to sing? So a little bit of background about what led up to this. I started back several years ago. Uh, I read through the Bible looking uh, specifically at what God says about music. Um, what should characterize music, uh, why do God's people, and look into different aspects of that. And I've read a lot uh, since then. And through that study, the, the Lord's highlighted a couple aspects of that, and one being the reason, the reasons behind our music, or the reasons behind uh, the music of His people. And there are examples in Scripture of people who are not part of the covenant community, not part of God's family who do sing. It talks about the songs of the drunkards. So those, those exclude it, but narrowly thinking about why does God's people sing? Why should they sing? And there are several reasons that we see in Scripture of why it's appropriate for God's people to sing. Um, a lot of it has to do with expressing, uh, several instances deal with expressing emotion, uh, some various different emotions. There's a few instances of people singing or through like a lament or a dirge as they express grief. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 1, verses 17 through 27 and then also Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 10, chapter, verse 20, and then also verse 21. There are a few examples. There's also expressions of joy. Psalm 30, verse 11 is an example of that. Uh, there's even expressions of love, of romantic love in song. Uh, the Song of Solomon is devoted to this, uh, and that's highlighted there in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. So there's a range of emotions that people express through their songs or what leads them to sing. But that's not the primary emphasis. Those those instances there are are relatively minor, you could say, compared to the, the overarching reasons. And there's actually a two-pronged uh, reason why God's people should sing. And uh, one is directed vertical, directed towards God. Another is directed towards our fellow man. It's horizontal. And that really shouldn't surprise us because uh, so much about the Christian faith is has this two-pronged emphasis, this uh, focus of direction towards the Lord and then also towards one another. Um, as some people have pointed out with like the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verses uh, 1 through 17, that some of those commandments are directed specifically of our relationship to God, but then others about our relationship to one another. Or for a New Testament example, consider when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Well, he, he gave two, love God, and love your neighbor. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, that you couldn't have one without the other. And in fact, John makes this explicit in First John chapter 4, verse 20, that we can't truly love God without truly loving our brother. That it takes both of these, these elements. It's not an either or, pick one that you like, but both of these together, this two-pronged emphasis gives direction for so much of our Christian life. So it shouldn't surprise us, as I said, when it comes to music, and we find the same two-pronged emphasis with why God's people ought to sing. Uh, overarchingly, uh, 
when we put it all together, the Bible calls us to sing for the glory of God and for the edification of one another. And there's there's a lot in that. Well, let's uh, let's break that down a, a little bit about both of those elements. That our music being directed towards God, that it is for the glory of God. So many psalms call us to sing praises to the Lord. For example, consider Psalm verse uh, seven, verse seventeen, uh, when David says, "I will give thanks to the Lord according to His righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High." Pretty straightforward. He's, he's doing that because the Lord is worthy of our praise, and He's going to not just speak His praise, but to sing it to the Lord. Or another example, Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is becoming. There not only we do see the psalmist saying, here's what I'm going to do, but he's saying it's good, it's, it's appropriate, it is right for us to sing praises to the Lord, to sing that and to praise Him through our music. Another example, a Psalm 66, verses 1 and 2. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious. There, it's not just, okay, let's sing praise, but let's, let's express this praise in a jubilant song. And not just a few people, but all the earth expressing praise to the Lord. And then for a New Testament example, Ephesians 5, verse 19, uh, talking about the Spirit-filled life. It says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. That we're singing to the Lord, to, to Christ, to, to, to God. We are to express this praise and, and worship through our music. And there's, a, there's a lot more that we'll get into in the coming weeks, but that's uh, some examples about how we are called to sing praise to the Lord. Some Old Testament and New Testament examples about how we... Um, while that we are actually called to do this, not just that some people did, but God's people are specifically instructed instructed to sing for His glory. But that last verse there, Ephesians five nineteen, is, is a key verse right there because it is one of those places where we see both elements together. It says, speaking, uh, yeah, Ephesians five nineteen, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody uh, with your heart to the Lord. There that we are to basically we are called to communicate to one another, to other believers uh, through our music. Uh, Colossians chapter three verse sixteen talks about that. That we're not worshiping other people, we're singing and directing our praise to the Lord, but we are using using muni, uh, music to to teach, to admonish, to to communicate with one another. Uh, Colossians three sixteen is another verse that contains these elements. There, that it is. That as we sing vertically, sing our praise to God, there's also that horizontal element as we edify and encourage and even teach through our music. Uh, There's a lot of implications with that. Um, uh, Another verse, Psalm 105, verses 1 and 2. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Uh, Sing praises to Sing praises to him. Uh, excuse me. Yes, sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders. There, that our our worship, our our music, in that sense, the the uh, is to communicate to others, not not just only to 
God's people, not only just to, to Israel or to, to the church, but to, to the nations, to the peoples, to tell what God has done through our music. Matt Merker in his book, Corporate Worship, speaks to this, and he calls this aspect of music our part of our public witness. It's not the only way that we witness to the Lord and to what he has done, but it is, but it is part of it. And his book, Their Corporate Worship, it's an excellent resource. Uh, it's put out by Nine Marks. And they're talking about what do, how does the local church worship when it gathers together? And why is it important for us to do that instead of just worshiping separately? But the importance of us gathering together and music being one uh, important aspect of that. So that's a, it's a good resource that we, that we put there in the description. So that was, that was pretty brief. But the two... The, the two-pronged reason why we ought to sing in Scripture is for the glory of God and for the edification of one another, and that specifically for the saints, but also for the, to teach the nations as well, to testify of the Lord and what He has done. And over the next two weeks, we'll take more of a deep dive into each of those elements. So next week, we'll look more about how we glorify God through our music, a sense of this call to adore Him, and then we do, why we and why we ought to do that, both for his attributes and for his actions, and looking at then me, in two weeks we'll look at uh, in two weeks we'll look at how we edify one another through our music and some elements of that and examples through scripture. So I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into those with uh, through this podcast here in the next couple of weeks. One of the reasons I think this is so important, it's been so important in my life, is that this understanding has provided a foundation for looking at music. It provides a framework and a lens, not only, not only to think about what music should I play and sing, um, but how do I do this? And even why do I do this? Uh, and can, can guide so much about our understanding of music. When we come back to this foundation of why does God want us to sing? There's, there's a lot of reasons that we can come up with, our, with, our, with on our own. But when we take the time to consider what God's word says and how he calls us to use music, it provides that framework for us to think about so many other aspects of music. So uh, we're not going to go into a deep dive into all the different aspects of music, but looking into these two elements of why we ought to sing for the glory of God and for the edification of one another. So I said we'll get into those over the next couple of weeks. I appreciate people listening to the podcast. Um, if you enjoy it, I ask you to leave a, a rating and a review. But until next time, read the word and take your stand. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it was an encouragement and a blessing. To find out more information about Here I Stand Ministries, check out hisministries.com. Scripture quotations are from the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, copyright 1971-1995 by the Lockman Foundation, used by permission, all rights reserved.